you're a guest with us this morning, we're in a series going through, as a church, we're going through the, the book of John, and this morning we're in chapter 6, so for all of you, if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn there, um, we'll be looking at some of the verses there in, in, in chapter 6. Today we come to the first saying of, of seven, of, of I am. There's seven sayings in, in the book of John, and, and Jesus says, I am. And this morning we are going to come into, we're going to bump into the first one of these, and, and Jesus says, I am the bread of life. There's a lot going on in this chapter. This chapter has 71 verses, so I'm not going to be covering the whole chapter, but there's a, a section of verses that I want to look at, verses 25 through 35, uh, that I want to look at. But Jesus, in, these, in this section, he brings out that he is, I am, the bread of life. And so I hope you've been reading. I just want to go back to the first part of this chapter and just maybe briefly go through a little bit of the, the things that are leading up to, to this uh, conversation that Jesus has. Um, but if you go back to the beginning of the, the chapter there, uh, Jesus and the disciples are crossing over the Sea of Galilee. And they go up into the mountain and... and John says that there's a large crowd of people that are following him. And they're following him because of the miraculous signs. And through the other Gospels, we understand that Jesus is teaching the people. He's teaching them about the kingdom of God. He's healing the sick, and, and he's moving forward as he's teaching. And so today we find him on a mountainside teaching. Uh, it's over 5,000 people. It says there's 5,000 uh, men in this miracle. And this is a miracle that is, I believe, very significant because it is the only miracle that is found in all four Gospels. And so as we, as we see this uh, story unfolding, Jesus is teaching the people, and as the day is drawing to an end, he doesn't want to send the people away hungry. So he says to Philip, he says, how can we buy food for all of these people? How can we buy bread? And it's as though John is whispering to us, to the reader. He says he knew what he was going to do already, but he was just asking Philip this to test him. Then Andrew, one of the other disciples, um, says, he says, there's a boy here with five barley loaves and two small fish. And I find this very interesting. As I read through this, there's some really intricate details that John gives us in this, in this miracle. He actually, he's the only one, I believe, that tells us what type of bread it is. He says it's barley bread. And he also describes the fish. He says it's two small fish. And so, as we, as we read on, Jesus has the people sit down, and he also says there's plenty of grass there. And so it's just some of those details I just found very interesting as John is, is telling back this story, this, or this miracle to us. So they have the people sit down, and Jesus feeds the 5,000 men, it says. Some commentators estimate that there could be up to 20,000 people that Jesus feeds through these five barley loaves and two small fish. And afterwards, they gather up 12 baskets full. 
And we see as the people see this miracle that they come to Jesus and they want to take him. They want to make him king. But Jesus withdraws. He goes up into the mountain to pray. And the disciples go down to the lake. And they're going to cross over the lake, uh, the, lake the Sea of Galilee, and by boat. And so that's sort of, sort of where I want to pick it up today. Uh, after that, well, actually I jumped ahead of myself there a little bit. As the disciples go down to the lake, they cross out over across the sea, and it becomes night, and there's a storm that comes up. And the disciples are rowing their boat, trying to get across, and the wind is blowing against them, and it's rough. And Jesus comes out to them, walking on the water. He gets into the boat. The storm becomes calm, and they reach the other side. And the people, the next day, go looking for Jesus in verse 25, we see that they find Jesus, and Jesus starts um, having conversation with them. And so let's pick it up in John 6, uh, verse 25, and we'll be reading there. When, he found him, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, But because you ate the bread, you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works of God that God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this to believe in the one he has sent. So they ask him, What miraculous sign will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it was my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Let's pray. Lord God, this morning, as we look into your Holy Word, as we have read, I pray that our hearts would be open, that my heart would be open to receive uh, the words that you are wanting to speak to to me, to us this morning, God. Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us to understand in a greater way who you are and that you are the bread of life. So, Lord, as we as we have gathered this morning, I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us, and that you would lead us into all truth. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so you see right away here, the people come, and, and they ask Jesus a question. They ask him, you know, when did you get here? Jesus doesn't even answer that question. He goes straight to the point. He says, you are not looking for me because of the miraculous signs. They were looking for Jesus because of the miraculous sign that he did, but they were looking for him to him because they wanted to be fed. They wanted more bread. And Jesus very clearly tells them 
Do not work for the bread that spoils, for the food that lasts for eternity. The people ask him what it is. What what must we do to do the works of God? And Jesus answers them, the work of God is to believe in the one who he has sent. So I think for us to maybe better understand it, I'd like for us to think of it in two ways here. To think of it as spiritual bread and physical bread. I believe that we are all part. Each one of us are in the pursuit of bread. What type of bread are we pursuing? As we look at physical bread, Jesus is not telling us not to quit our jobs. He's not asking us to quit our jobs when he says, do not work for the food that spoils. We all need to be nourished. We all need to nourish our physical bodies. And if we stop eating, we will die. But Jesus challenges the people. He says, to work, the work of God is to believe in the one he has sent. The Jews then asked Jesus for a sign. A sign that he was Messiah, that he was God. The Jews actually thought that when Messiah would come, that the Messiah would feed them manna, or he would feed them bread from heaven. Back in the Old Testament in Exodus 16, the The Lord had delivered the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And and as they were traveling through the wilderness, as they were going to the promised land, they ran out of food along the way. And they started to murmur and complain against Moses, or complain to Moses and Aaron. They started to grumble, and Moses and Aaron go to God, and, and God provides bread from heaven. In Exodus 16, verse 4, it says, The Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them to see whether they will follow my instructions. So each morning, the people were to go out, and the Lord would provide bread from heaven. They would go out and gather that bread, that manna. The people called it manna. And every day, God would provide manna for them except for on the seventh day. On the sixth day, they were supposed to gather twice as much. And if they gathered too much, it would spoil, except for on the seventh day. But you know that manna, it did not satisfy. Each day, they were hungry. The next day, they were hungry again. And as well today, in in this chapter in 6, these people, they don't understand. They go after Jesus because he fed them physical bread. They were looking for a Messiah. They wanted to make him king. They wanted him to set them free from the Roman rule, and they wanted physical bread. They didn't understand that Jesus was the bread from heaven, that he was manna for their souls. In verse 35, Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What is Jesus trying to communicate? If we reflect back in the previous chapters, what did Jesus tell Nicodemus in chapter 3? He tells him very plainly, he says, whoever believes in the Son will have eternal life. To the Samaritan woman, 
when she's at the well to draw water in the conversation with her. In John 4, he says, Jesus says, But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus goes on in his conversation with the people. He says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And that's in verse 41. In verse 32, Jesus reminds the Jews that the manna that they got, that their, that their ancestors got in the wilderness, that manna was given to them by God. It was sent by God. So who is Jesus? Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. He was sent by God. In verse 47 and 48, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. And again in 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Jesus is spiritual bread And by believing in him, we have eternal life. These people today, they totally miss it. The very sign that Jesus gives them when he feeds the 5,000, the very sign that he gives them of physical bread, they miss it. They totally miss it. The sign that is to take them to God, to point them to God, that he is the Messiah, that he is the bread of life. But they turn their back. They reject Him as the bread of life. The bread that lasts forever. They are seeking physical bread. But Jesus is offering them eternal bread, eternal life. So what about us today? Today, if you are a believer, if you know that Jesus is the bread of life, what about us? That's the thing that has really been, God has really been tugging at my heart in the last number of days and weeks. What kind of bread am I working for? Many of you would know Mel Shetler. He was our overseer for a number of years. And, and just last week up at conference, he, was, he shared this story with me, or with us, as a, in, a, in a session there. And he said that he had a friend in Goshen there that had a, owned a hardware store and and. This man worked hard, and he, he built this business, and, and as his business prospered, he, he put a lot of time and energy into this business, and, and it grew, and, and he actually bought another building to, so he could continue to grow his business, and, and Mel said that the one day he was, he was in the hardware there, and, and his friend came up to him and said, hey, he said, do you have a minute that we could talk? And so he said, yeah. And so they, they went down into the basement. And they sat on a couple boxes in the basement of the hardware store there, and they just, his friend just shared with him. And he said, he, his friend just shared, you know, he said, I've worked hard to build this business. And he said, now, sort of, as I have grown a little older, he said, I realize that I put my ladder up against the wrong building. So my question is to us this morning is, for you young people, What are you pursuing? Are you pursuing recognition? Are you pursuing 
recognition in the classroom or, or maybe on the sports arena. For us who are maybe not that young, what are we pursuing? Are we pursuing a career, a home, a nice home, a good job? We're climbing a, life, a ladder in life and, and the rung that we're striving for when we get there, we find it's not the top of the ladder. Or maybe as Mel's friend said that we've leaned our ladder up against the wrong building. It doesn't satisfy. <clears throat> There's a pro football player. Probably many of you would know him if you've followed football at all. Deion Sanders. He won two Super Bowls. And I want to quote him this morning. He says, Remembering, I remember winning the first Super Bowl that year. And the night after the game, I was the first one out of the locker room. I was the first one to the press conference. I was the first one to go home. I remember my wife, Carolyn, asking me, Baby, don't you, you just won the Super Bowl. Don't you have a party or something to go down to? I just said, nah. And I rolled over and went to sleep. That same week, I bought myself a brand new $275,000 Lamborghini. I haven't even driven it a mile. And I realized, no, that's not it. That's not what I'm looking for. It's got to be something else. I'm so hungry. Dion went on to say, he said, it's like the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, he says it's chasing after the wind. In Isaiah 55, 1 and 2, the Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, he says this, he says, Come all you are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not, what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. When we believe for, in Jesus for eternal life, when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, and we know that Jesus is the bread of life, our lives should change. We should start working for the bread that lasts for eternity. Remember back in chapter 3, what Keith said? He said it is our faith that saves us, but as a result of our faith, we should start doing works. doesn't mean that we need to volunteer in every opportunity, working here at the church or in other ministries, working ourselves into the ground. It is, I believe, being faithful and serving in these opportunities that we have and serving the Lord in the way He has gifted us. And it is and can be using the job that we have to earn physical bread, but allowing God to transform us in a way that we are working for spiritual bread. Yes, it is good to desire to do good in the classroom. And it's okay to desire to do good in the sports. It's okay to desire to build my business, to grow my business, and someday retire with my wife. 
But what is the driving force? What is the thing that pushes me on? What is my motivation? Is it always for more? Or am I okay if things don't work out exactly how I plan? Knowing that I am not working for the here and now. My treasure is not on this earth. And that if I ever do retire, it gives me opportunity to work more for eternal purposes. To build the kingdom of God. You see, when we believe and we put our faith in Jesus Christ and that he is, we have eternal life. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ and we know that he is the bread of life, the focus of our lives should change. We are no longer working and living for the here and now. We should no longer be working for the bread that spoils. There is something new that becomes a part of our life. We have passed from death unto life. But you know, our, our minds, I don't believe, can fully comprehend eternal life. What is eternal life? Living with God forever. The quote by Jim Elliott comes to mind. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Let me read that again for you. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. We should begin to live for eternity, living and working for the things that last. So today, as I close, I would like us to reflect. What type of bread are we pursuing? What type of bread are we in pursuit of? Do we know that Jesus is the bread of life, that he has come down from heaven, and that if we eat and drink of him, we will never hunger or thirst again? If we truly believe that Jesus is the living bread, as he is the bread of life, then our lives will change. And that will be reflected in the way we live our lives It is very clear to those around us the things that are important to us. And is that important? Can they see what is important to me? Do they see what is clear? Our lives should be in pursuit of spiritual bread, knowing that our lives here on this earth will not last forever, but we are living for eternity knowing that we have far something greater to live for. And for those of you, if you have not believed, if you have not believed in Jesus, that he is the bread of life, I would ask you to look at the evidence. Is Jesus who he says he is? Going back to John 20, um, 30 and 31, the book that, the reason that the book of John is written in John 30, or 20, 30, and 31, Jesus says, Jesus, or John says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. In his name. Here in John, 
the feeding of the 5,000, this miracle that is given, it is given as a sign to us. It is given as a sign for you to believe. And I would urge you to not be like the people in our story today of how they rejected Jesus as their Messiah. They turned their back on him. Don't do that. You see, this, is a great, this was a great turning point in Jesus' earthly ministry because it says, as the chapter closes, it says that a great number of people turned away. In verse 66, it says, From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. If you do not believe, I would challenge you to look at Peter's words in verse 68. Jesus has just turned to the twelve as the people have walked away. Jesus turns to the twelve and says, Do you too want to leave? And Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. If you reject Jesus this morning, if you reject him in your life, who will you turn to? And what are you going to find life? Jesus is the bread of life. He is the bread that came down from heaven. My prayer is that this morning that each one of us would know and believe that in our hearts that Jesus is the bread of life. Let's pray. Lord, this morning as we come to you, Lord, I pray that as we look into our own hearts, Lord, that you would stir us. Lord, that you would convict us where we need conviction. But Lord, even more, if we have not believed in you, Lord, that we would put, that we would see clearly, that your Holy Spirit would show us that you are the bread of life. You are what we long for, we will not be satisfied until we come to you, realizing that you are the bread of life. And Lord, for those of us who have believed, who have put our faith and our trust in you and know that you are life, that you are eternal life, the bread of life, Lord, help us to live our lives in pursuit of that bread, in pursuit to do the works that last for eternity, God. Lord, remind me, remind us that our lives here are short. Help us, Lord, to live for eternity. Lord, I just thank you and praise you for your love and your mercy in our lives. I thank you for your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.